Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 6, verses 28 through 46. Today we close out our discussion on the Bread of Life discourse. If you remember back in Early parts of John 6, the first 15 verses, Jesus works this great miracle. He sees a multitude of people, probably about 20,000 people. He takes the lunch of a young boy. He multiplies the food. He provides the superabundance of food. There's 12 basketfuls left over. Jesus also walks on the water. Uh, he goes over to the other side. The people find him, and they have this discussion about eternal life and the bread of life. And we pick up here where the Jews asked Jesus this basic question, how do you work good works? This was a question being discussed in Judaism at this time. If you look at what's called Second Temple Judaism, this is the Jewish faith during the time of Jesus. That was a big question. How do we do the works of God? And Jesus will answer that question with a really basic answer. So we pick up with that question and the discussion with Jesus about the bread of life. So let's pick up at verse 28. And they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. My father gives the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, who, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph? whose mother and father we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. That is as written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. So Jesus tells them the basic work they are to do is to believe in him. That is the work that's going to be pleasing to God to believe in Jesus. So he says some really interesting things in this story. First of all, Jesus says that he will not cast off any who come to him, and he will see them through to completion. This is what some call the doctrine of assurance, this idea that Christ will work in our life, that we cooperate with Jesus, that he will bring to completion the good work that has started in us. Now, that's not to say that some people will walk away from the faith. We know there are people that profess to believe in Jesus that will walk away. But a lot of times we don't focus on the positive aspect that Jesus has the power to see us through. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. Yes, we're going to fall short. 
But if we endeavor to cooperate with God and what he's doing in our life, Christ will see us through to the end. He will not cast us off. He has the power to complete the good work that started in us through the power of the Spirit. It was interesting in this discussion, too. Jesus says that he is the bread that came from heaven. This is a reference to the manna that came down from heaven to feed the people, this supernatural food. And Jesus says that manna was just a foreshadowing to the true bread, which is me, which is Jesus, who comes from heaven to give people eternal life. That if we put our faith and trust in him, it is as if we're feeding on this bread of life, this supernatural life that comes uh, from above. Now, the people take offense to this because they're thinking, now, wait a minute, we know your origin. We know where you came from. How can you say you came from heaven? That's crazy. We know you're the son of Joseph. They take offense at this because they know his origins. They know he's from Nazareth. So Jesus is saying to them, I truly come from heaven. Now, there's this concept of the blessings that come from heaven. If you go back to John chapter 3, this idea of being born again is actually being born of above. There's this heavenly birth that is coming to us through Jesus. Now, we know as Christians, as we look back in hindsight, and hindsight is twenty twenty, that what really happens is Christ ascends to the cross. He dies for our sins. He is buried. He's raised after three days. He goes back to the Father at the right hand of the Father, and he sends the Spirit to live in our lives. And the Spirit comes and regenerates us and gives us these eternal life. It appropriates the work of Jesus on the cross to our lives. That is the full picture of what's happening. So we need to have a high view of the work of the Spirit here. And Jesus will get to that later in John's gospel. He'll tell us more and more about this. But Jesus comes to give his life for the life of the world. Alexander Schmemann wrote the very famous book, For the Life of the World, based off this passage that Jesus came to give himself for the life of the world, this true life, this zoe life, this quality of life that begins now, this eternal life that begins in him. He came to give us that kind of life. So in this thing, in this passage, we see some things that I I believe we need to focus on. First of all, we don't focus enough on assurance. You know, in, in my background, I thought a whole lot about falling away. I thought about that a lot. But here Jesus is saying, wait a minute now, you put your faith and trust in me. And you continue to trust in me, even though you're flawed. I will see you through. I will see you through to the end. And there are these good works that God has created for us in Christ already. And and God wants to make us basically his poetry in Christ. And so Christ has the power to see us through. So really, that's one thing I want us to focus on today because we don't think enough about that, this idea that Christ will see us through, that he is the blessing that comes from heaven. Now, what's interesting in John's gospel, we'll see this over and over again, that no one knows the Father, but he who comes from the Father. Jesus comes to exegete the Father. That's what it says in Greek. He comes to explain the Father. So if you want to know what God the Father is like, if you want to know what God is like, just look at Jesus. I heard a lecture recently from a Bible scholar who said that maybe you need to redefine what you think or who you think God is that maybe your view of God is more Greco-Roman than Christian, that we are to look at Christ if we want to know what God is really like. That is the key. Jesus exegetes who God is. So I want to thank you once again for tuning in this week as we have gone through the Gospel of John, specifically John chapter 6. I hope you have a better understanding of this beautiful and wonderful passage. I hope you have a great day. I hope you come back 
as we pick back up in the Psalms. I believe we'll be in Psalm 3 next week. That's how we'll start off on Monday. Well, God bless. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.